Welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. beautiful, amazing listeners and viewers. Welcome back to another episode. I'm super excited today because we're doing something completely different than what we normally do. You know, we normally talk about inspirational life stories and people overcoming adversity and really how they have healed their life. And, you know, one thing that I was thinking about when I first learned about our guest, whose name is Johan Versteg, is that we all have this susceptibility to become addicted to our devices. And, you know, we are in this spiritual pursuit in life and we are wanting to, you know, always be empowering ourselves and really overcoming things that are slowing us down, stopping us, holding us back, all of those things. So I thought how perfect to have Johan on the show because social media and addicted to our phone is something that we can all relate to because it's probably happened to us at one point or another. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Johan. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's so great to have you here. And like I said, I'm just really excited about it being such a unique show. Before we get started, I want to let people know how they can find you. Socialmediabreakup.com is the website. So that's socialmediabreakup.com. On Twitter, phone breakup. On Instagram, tech breakup. So that's T-E-C-H breakup. Yes. And on YouTube, just go ahead and look at Social Media Breakup because there is tons of stuff on there, including your interview with the Boston News, which is very impressive. Now, you live in the Netherlands, correct? Yes. For now, actually. Normally, it's in Dublin, but I'm here now for five months because I am from the Netherlands. But because of the corona, the COVID-19, I decided to stay here for a few more months. Oh, well, you know what? It's been interesting where people end up planted with COVID, but you are blooming where you're planted. So it's beautiful. Well said. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, I want to share with the viewers before we went live, uh, the first thing I said to Johan is, how do you know if you're addicted? And then I said, wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me. (laughs) Tell me on the show. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you're going to share your six step formula with us, but if you could just kind of start there, like with, how do you know you're addicted? Well, you first have to analyze, you have your dreams, you have your relationships, you have your routines and you have your habits. But once you realize that, for example, school or your studies or your work or your, your football matches or your dark matches or anything, your hobbies, if you notice that they are suffering because of excessive screen use, then their problem starts to happen or the way you feel, how are you towards your family members, towards your friends, your community? Are people actually telling you, hey, something is different about you, or where are you lately, or why are you using your screen so much, why is that so important? Because I see you lately now in front of your phone so much, or in front of your laptop so much, or on social media, I see a lot of posts, and they're emotional, or so you notice by reactions from other people and by results in your own life and also by the way you feel. Because if you're really honest with yourself and you look in the mirror and something is up, you have a problem, then you have to tell yourself, okay, I think it's social media or I think it's excessive phone use. Doesn't mean you're going to tell everyone or that you fully accept that you have this problem. But sometimes there is this voice telling you, 
you know, you've used social media a bit too much. And we often try to dismiss that voice. But yeah, well, you know, everyone is doing it. Or yeah, you know, it's fine. It happens. It's, it's like smoking in the 50s. Smoking in the 50s was very normal. No one was really talking about detrimental effects. And we are at this stage now with social media that everyone is doing it. So we are quickly to dismiss the fact that we use social media maybe a bit too much or our phone a bit too much. But the more results you see in terms of your own life, then it's very hard to basically neglect the fact that you are using social media too much. Especially if other people now also start to say, hey, you know, I think it's time for you to be more present, for example. So. Oh, boy. (laughs) I think I'm in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So I would have told you 10 minutes ago that I don't think I have a problem. However, yeah. I can say that I, I rated on every one of those things that you said. Okay. You know, I've, yeah. uh, I'm currently uh, working on a university degree. It's been suffering. For example, yesterday, I had designated a couple of hours to work on it. And I thought, I'm just going to relax for a few minutes. And then I went on TikTok. <laughs> uh, yeah, TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, bad. Yeah. It was bad. And I didn't work on my course at all. Right. And, you know, and I know my husband has said, you know, can you put the phone down for a minute? That kind of thing. And then the other thing that I've noticed is that I don't stop working. So like I was working in bed last night telling myself it was okay because I was relaxing and I'm on my phone and I'm working at like, you know, 10 o'clock at night. I get up this morning and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to listen to a meditation on my phone, which will be lovely. But as I'm getting to that app, I stopped and checked my email, responded to a couple people and so on. So by the time I got to the meditation, I was kind of out of the zone and I just laid yeah. there staring at my ceiling fan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, wow, that was very eye-opening. And if I am recognizing this in myself, other people who are listening to us right now are saying, oh my God, me too. Yeah, so help us out, Johan. What can yeah. we do? <laughs> So I always use my six-step formula. So step one, I'll start with step one, is self-awareness. You talk a lot about mindfulness, so you know about this step. And I think you already achieved this step. You already know everything about self-awareness. Like you said, you immediately shared your experiences with me. You were not like kind of like, no, it's fine. You shared, you immediately told me, no, I have this problem. And... And one thing I want to say is this whole phone addiction, like it's a very serious word, addiction. And when you say phone addiction, then people are like, no, 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 I'm not a phone addict. Like, you know, Victoria, I don't believe you're a phone addict. You just sometimes use the bit too much. So you're not Mm -hmm. an addict. I think you're very aware of your own situation of yourself and of the fact that maybe you just need to apply a few strategies and then you're fine. So I think you already have step one, you know. You know, you make a really good point, and especially around self-awareness and mindfulness, our audience is very much into those things. And something that comes up often is the power of words. And so when you talk about addiction, I'm actually a a certified addictions counselor myself. And with my clients, I very often use the word dependence because nobody likes that word addiction. So just, you know... To to the people watching and listening, you know, that our words have power, right? And so we walk around saying, I'm a phone addict, I'm a phone addict, I'm a phone addict. We're just reinforcing that behavior. So good job in pointing that out. Good job. Thanks, Johan. Okay. So with self-awareness, you want to find out how long you use your phone. So you can use an external app, for example, to really like screen time or forest or flip. And they will tell you how long you use your phone. And then also, why are you using your phone? 
like, and what are you feeling and thinking the moment you go for your phone and the moment you are using your phone. So you want to be really mm. honest about that. And also, how is it affecting relationships? How is it affecting your day-to-day habits and routines I mentioned before? Like, is it affecting your studies? And aside then acknowledging how it is affecting your life, you also then want to think about how you do want to see relationships, how you do want to see your studies, how you do want to see your future or your self-development, uh, your aspirations, etc. But it's all part of self-development. You need to know exactly where you are. What's your current position now? So then it becomes easier then to go where you want to go. If you know where you are now, then it's going to be easier, less challenging. I love this logical thinking. And I know that there will be resistance to the people who are watching, listening right now. If you are instantly being like, oh my God, I don't want to do that. I don't want to know how much time I spend on my phone or on my devices. That's normal. It's normal to feel that way and just push through the resistance. Just push through it, right? Exactly. It's, just, exactly. it's just one part of it. Just give yourself a little nudge and push through and let's go to step two. Exactly. Yeah. So, but you're right. There's a voice going to tell you that it's fine. You have to beat that voice in your mind. Well said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So step two is insight. So insight is all about knowing what the detrimental effects are of excessive phone use and excessive social media use. And also what are they doing exactly for you to stay so long on social media? Because when you have that awareness, that insight, it becomes easier and it will motivate you to push through, like you said, and to really try and keep up with the improvements of using your phone less. So for example, how's it affecting your body? For example, like the brain, there is a term called Google effect, aka digital amnesia. So what that means is that we outsource our brain to our devices. For example, calculating or remembering becomes harder because we have our phone. We can always look up things easily. Whatever we want to know, our phone is right there for us to find out. And not only just our phone or Google, but also people. If you want to know, we can always call someone or text someone and say, hey, can you help me with this or that? So there's no time anymore for contemplation, for reflection, for creativity. So we outsource our brains to our devices. Like before, like maybe in the 90s and the 80s, we were remembering a few phone numbers, but now it's just basically our own phone number that we remember. And because we have our phone. <laughs> you know, I just, what you're saying is absolutely blowing my mind. Did you just say outsource your brain? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. It's so yeah. true. And you're absolutely right. Most days I barely know my own phone number. And, yeah. you know, for example, I don't know my children's phone number. What if I needed it? I don't exactly. know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Outsource your brain. There are advantages. Oh, it is. It is. But (laughs) I always use this analogy of like your left arm is going to be controlled by a robot arm. Your arm becomes stronger because of the robot arm, because of technology. But your arm is not trained anymore. You're not training your arm. So when the robot arm stops, when you just have to use your own arm, then it's so weak because you're not training your arm. Mm -hmm. So you are now dependent on technology. So, but... Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you're training your arm. So that's what we want to do. We want to be very careful with outsourcing all of that to technology. So mm-hmm. that's very important. And that's what Insight will help you to understand. So the detrimental effects and also then again, how are they controlling you? We think on social media that what we see on social media is the world. But it's, it's not the world. It's not everyone's reality. It's just your reality. It's a highly sophisticated, created world designed just for you based on your behavior based on your clicks, which you like, et cetera. Social media probably knows you better than your spouse does because of all your desires and your curiosities. They know because of your clicks. And sometimes they know you better than you know yourself. 
And that's why it becomes now more important for you to know yourself because social media thinks, okay, well, because we based on these clicks, you probably like this and this. And you didn't even know, but then social media presents you with this information and then you're just going to click because, hey, wow, I like this. So often you think you operate from free will, but you're not. They know how to program you. And because of that, they know exactly how to make you stay longer than five minutes on social media. They show you something and then, you know, you think, okay, just five more minutes. And then something else, ah, for five more minutes, I'll do that. So based on that world, it's dangerous because you think that's reality, but it's not. It's just one side of the reality. And it's very easy for your beliefs to be reinforced because of that reality. So they want to monetize your eyeballs on social media websites. So they want your time and they want your attention as much as possible. So when you have this awareness, it becomes easier for you to motivate yourself, to tell yourself, okay, you know what? I just want to have this specific intention when I'm using social media and when I'm done, I'm done. Or tell yourself, you know what? I will give myself now 50 minutes to be distracted and just be on social media and do whatever I want, but then that's done. So that's step two, the insight. Be aware of what they're doing. So for people like me then, who a lot of my work is done on social media, I think what you're saying is allow myself like 15 minutes of fun time and then 45 minutes of solid work without clicking on anything that pops up or anything like that. Is that, exactly. is that, is that what you're saying? Blocking that time. Exactly. You can be indeed, like you said, you can just click anywhere you want, but limits, 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 limits. Understand okay. that if you don't put limits, you will just lose one extra hour probably. Yeah. So you have to be very aware. Yes. There are so many algorithms working. It absolutely is difficult when you do use social media for your work and spend yeah. so much time on there. And, you know, it's important that I respond to people in a timely manner. I think it's probably like trying to, you know, work at a pizza place and be on a diet, right? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just exactly. temptation Stop. all over the place. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can say that again. And so on your media or on your website, socialmediabreakup.com, do you have like programs or courses or do you offer coaching to help people get through this? Like to help them catch? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have a coaching program, a course for iPhone users. And I'm going to create more courses for Android users. Wow. Super interesting. So all you iPhone listeners, be sure that you check that out too, as well as everyone to check out the website, socialmediabreakup.com. Okay. So we're moving from, uh, so number one, self-awareness. Number two, insight. Number three. Yes, that is digital citizenship. So that connects to my course as well. So digital citizenship, what I explained there is to embrace tech, essentially, netiquette, how to behave online, understand your devices. We often complain about our devices, but are we going to use a smart, uh, a dumb phone or a flip phone? We're not going to use a dumb phone, for example. We're going to keep using our iPhone or Android phone. So we might as well just embrace it and learn how to transform it into a, an ally, a friend a partner. Mm -hmm. Not let it behave like an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend, but like partner in the sense of like someone who's going to help you to enhance your life. So that's what what I teach in the course. So understand about the privacy settings, the safety settings. Learn learn about do not disturb. Learn about dark mode. Learn about night shift. There's so many options that can help you. Bedtime on iPhone, screen time. How to set it up for your children. So we want to become digital literate. Understand how social media works, how the advantages, the disadvantages, the settings in Instagram, how you can create, for example, private lists or a private account and know about the dangers, know about, for example, catfishing or cyberbullying, about the predators or the slut shaming. There's so many now, so many happenings online. Yeah, there are many dangers, but also understand what the advantages are. 
So if you're going to use tech anyway, know how to use the risks, etc. How to understand what is fake news and what is not. How to look for reliable information. Okay, why is this fake? Recognize information. Recognize when someone is not real, but a bot, for example. Or with those deep fakes now, with photos and videos where you see now, it looks so real, but it's swapped with a different face. So you want to become very aware and understand, okay, this, these are the dangers. This is how tech works. And because we have to embrace it anyway, we're going to use and tech is going to be a larger, will become a larger part in our lives because of virtual reality, augmented reality, AI is becoming smarter. So I, we haven't seen anything yet. It will advance in ways that we cannot even imagine. So that's why the time is now to really, or start understanding tech and then keep learning, keep educating ourselves because it's never going to stop. Like, you know, I think... I think that that's really good that you made that point because it is always changing. And, you know, what we knew about our phone two years ago uh, is not relevant anymore, right? It's not up to date. And really good points about learning, do not disturb and so on, which is something that I'm just learning. And so let me encourage people to go to your YouTube site as well. So Social Media Breakup, go visit on YouTube, lots of tips there. This is all really important stuff. And again, I just want to say ties back to our ultimate goal, which is being more in touch with ourselves, being more connected with our families, with our friends, with our important relationships, knowing what is real, stop comparing ourselves to other people, all of these things that happen when we spend too much time on social media that we want to avoid can be accomplished by following these principles. So thank you. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Number four. Number four is the basic reaction phase. So that is screen habits, digital habits. So with all this information you know now, now what are the boundaries that you're going to set for yourself? For how long do you want to use your phone? Where do you want to use your phone? What for do you want to use your phone? So for example, you're going to set no phone zones in your house or where you work, for example. And then an area becomes a no phone zone during a specific activity. So when you sleep, your bedroom becomes a no phone zone. And then or when you eat, the dining area becomes a no-phone zone. And then you want, for example, to have a, what I call a phone lounge. You want to have a dedicated space where you leave your phone. So there's never a discussion. Okay, where am I going to leave my phone? Maybe just my pocket or maybe, you know, just oh, like you just one meter away from me. No, have a specific dedicated area where the whole family is going to leave their phones, maybe in a closet, maybe at the same time. They can be charged, those phones. But then you know, okay, it's time now for activity A. So this area becomes a no-phone zone. Let's put our phones in our lounge. So no... I love it. (laughs) So that's just one example. It's so also when you, for example, watch a movie, well, that becomes a no-phone zone. It's a collective experience. So everyone's going to leave their phones, do not disturb, put it away. So you want to be mindful about all these activities. And then when do you want to really you know, have a shared experience or an individual experience and then be very mindful about every, all these activities and when you want to use your phone. And again, you want to have time for distraction. You want to plan your distraction. Scroll if you want for 15 minutes, if you really want to do so. But then again, there are strategies on follow people who don't inspire you. You know, if you see, you have to treat, for example, your news feed as your living room. You're not going to invite anyone. You want to have positive vibes, positive energy. So newsfeed as well. If you see a lot of photos that might look happy, like you know, people having fun and traveling, but they make you feel sad, then yeah, that compare and despair feeling comes in, right? That you compare yourself, you feel sad. So unfollow those people. Unfollow people who post a lot of negativity. 
follow people who inspire you, who have, who share similar interests with you. So at least when you're on your newsfeed, then you feel happy because of the entertainment that you see or the educative content that you see, as long as you are in control of your newsfeed. There are also some plugins that can ensure that you don't see anything on your YouTube homepage, for example. It's blank. There are no videos. There are no recommended videos, for example. So you're not going to be enticed to click the next or, the, or any other similar video. Same thing for Facebook. There's a plugin where the whole newsfeed is empty. Not, no, not even empty. You see a quote, like a motivational quote, and that's all you see. You don't see any posts. So I, wow. I use that plugin. That's very helpful if you keep using Facebook and sometimes you have to deal with newsfeed and then at least use plugin. So all these strategies are part of that step, step four, boundaries. When you use tech, how are you going to use it and when you're going to use it? Rules you have to set, family plan, etc. Oh, there were so many wonderful gems in everything you just said. I love the idea of, you know, this is our, when we're eating, this is our eating zone and the phones need to go to the lounge, that kind of thing. You know, so much of the world right now is working from home. And, you know, that includes my husband who packs three cell phones and, you know, there's nothing to me more annoying. Trust me, I annoy him with my phone, but nothing more annoying to me than him on speakerphone at the kitchen table. Yeah, that's because... <laughs> right? It's like... <laughs> so, you know, we all can use these tips. So no matter who's listening, check it out. Um, I also uh, liked what you said about comparison despair. Is that what you said? Compare and despair. Compare and despair. Yeah. You yeah. know, I just recently started a new Facebook group because I'm wanting to offer some online courses and some free stuff. And I just wanted it to be like this super happy place, right? So I called it Successful Women in Action. If you're listening, please go join the group. And so right now, as of the day we're recording, there's 30 people in there. And I'm used to my groups like growing big quickly. And I'm looking at other people's groups and I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't even do this. Maybe I should just give up. And I had to really talk to myself and be like, remember why you're doing this. And if there's exactly. 30 people in that group or 30,000, remember why you're doing this, right? Exactly, exactly. And exactly. so that whole comparison piece, I can really resonate with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and so what's next? the next step? Step five. Uh, step five is embrace life. So uh, the focus is not just on pushing the phone away, right? Or just introducing a no tech hour, for example, where you don't use your phone. It's about finding something that pulls you away from your phone automatically. So not just pushing, but you want to look behind you and look for activities and then focus on those. And that those will help you with not thinking about your phone. Just for example, board games. During this whole corona, I got into board games and I even played a few of those board games for myself. But just playing a board game just completely made me forget about my phone. This is one example. So there's many activities that make you forget your phone. You want to become curious. You want to become excited about life, about, that's why I call it embrace life. Look for activities that you can do on an individual level, but also with your family members or with your spouse. Very important. Like with your spouse, create a playlist together with songs that you both like or like a photo collage or just go on the internet and find a list of activities to do outside or now indoors. That's why I got into board games, for example. Perfect activity to play with your with the family. So become curious, have fun with people outside, with your children, and actually really emphasize on that step and actually sit down and do the research about what can we do. There's so many activities. Often we, you know, we focus on our phone or the news, but there's just so many things that deserve our attention and focus. And we're not giving our attention and focus to those important activities, the meaningful activities that we can do with our families or friends. 
You know, you're absolutely right. I think it was probably around 1992-ish that, I'm not, I might be wrong on that date, that I got my first cell phone. So when I think about my whole childhood and my kids being born and the early years of their life, and we managed to be busy all the time doing things, right, engaged with no phone, it just seems like when I think back, I'm like, what did we do? We do, right? So I love what you're saying about embracing life. And, you know, uh, one thing, like yesterday, for example, I did this. I did exactly what you're saying. I went for a bike ride for like an hour and a half or so. And uh, it was so nice to be out there. But I took my phone. And I brought my phone for the sole purpose of if I needed my phone, I would have it, you know, in terms of crashing. Because it's been a long time since I've been on a bike. But I ended up, you know, stopping and taking some pictures of some things that I thought were really cool. But then sending them by text to my husband saying, oh, check this out and so on. And then being like, oh, I want to video this for social media. And just not staying true to me. And the whole purpose of going on that bike ride with my grandson was to have that time together. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you... How do you stop doing that? I'll give you one more example. Like I love to go for walks and I love to listen to music loud while I walk. It's just my thing, right? But then there's ping, 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 or, you know, incoming call. Like, how do you deal with that? Well, the incoming call, what you can do is enable do not disturb or airplane mode. And then with do not oh. disturb, you can select numbers that can reach you. So you can create a favorite list of numbers that can always reach you, always. But if you enable that function alone, then you're not going to be disturbed. You're just oh. going to be all, and you're just going to be with you and your music. Love Very simple it. option. So find do not disturb on your phone, people. Let's get out there and just enjoy whatever it is we're doing. Or, for example, you know, if you're using your phone for meditation or to listen to an audio book or whatever the case may yes. be, to actually do what it is that you want to do and exactly. not be pull, pulled phone. away from it. Tell yeah. us about step yeah. six. Yeah, last one is very connected to what you're talking about is embrace thyself. So it's not just about activities, but about self-development, self-actualization. So about working on yourself because, you know, your family members, your community, your friends, they can really enjoy you when you are enjoying yourself and you're growing. When you're becoming mm-hmm. better and better, then your whole community is going to take advantage of that because you're so, you know, that's why you should always support each other's dreams and aspirations because if someone becomes happy, then it's in your benefit. So, and that's what self-development is all about. Mindfulness, yes. learn to get to know yourself, read about you know, what Bruce Hay has done. She has amazing books. Read yes, those yes. books. So you know, it's an activity, but it's but connected to self-development. You're learning, you're being inspired, you become curious and you want to progress, you want to build, you want to produce. But in that section, it's all about mindfulness, about, mm-hmm. about meditation as well, affirmations, improving the story you tell yourself about yourself when you're by yourself. And, that, and essentially, that is a major, major key when it comes to beating phone addiction, to build momentum, to build the self-esteem and the self-love. Because when you have that, when you see, when you build something and you see the momentum, you see results, it becomes so easy to tell yourself, you know, why should I be on social media and, you know, wait for them to say good things about me? You know, like, 
you learn to become your biggest fan. It's very easy for us to criticize ourselves, right? We, the way we talk to ourselves, often we're not even talking this way to our friends or family members, but to ourselves, we, we are the biggest critic. But we always forget to become and be our, our biggest fan. And that's what you have to train. You don't need social media for validation, but you just can feel good because you feel you're good, you're enough, you're amazing, and you're deserving of many beautiful things in the world. So that's what you really want to focus on. And that's step six, the self-development, essential, very important. Johan, you are speaking our language. <laughs> <laughs> There's two things you said there. There's many things that you said there that were so valuable, but there was two things that I want to just pull out as quotes, which I thought were phenomenal. You said, you know, your friends and family enjoy you when you are enjoying yourself. Profound, beautiful. Yeah. And the other thing, you know, that you talked about stories that we tell ourselves and many people listening as well as myself, this is what we specialize in. This is what we do for work. We help people change their stories. But I really like the phrase you use. You said the stories that you're telling yourself about yourself when you're by yourself. That's it. Exactly. Huge exactly. difference right there. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us, Johan. I have no, it's my pleasure. loved every minute of this. Oh, thank you no, so me much. Too. Me too. Thank you. I just want to repeat your contact information because you would clearly be an amazing coach to help people let go any kind of social media dependence. It is socialmediabreakup.com and on Twitter, phone breakup. And on Instagram, tech breakup, YouTube, social media breakup. Be sure to check it out. Thank you so much, Johan. Thank you, Victoria. Big <laughs> pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.